Hello, thank you for downloading episode 41 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hey, are you going to be in San Francisco on Sunday, January 10th? What? You're kidding me! So are me and Mark Gagliardi and our special guest Adam Savage for a very special live recording of We Got This. The topic will be Star Wars versus Star Trek. So many of you have requested it. We're finally going to do it. And who better to to do that than a man who not only has a full-sized R2-D2, but also a replica Captain Kirk chair that he built. We're also going to have the incredible Carter Parton Rogers opening for us. So if you want to get tickets, go to sfsketchfest.com, look up our show and get tickets there, or go to bit.ly.com forward slash we got SF ticks. T-I-X, and that is all lowercase. And now, without any further ado, here's episode 41 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Christmas Song. That's right, don't worry everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hey, what's up? Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to We Got This. Yes, we're we're in the midst, uh, like the early midst of Hanukkah right now. Oh my gosh, is it Hanukkah? It started on Sunday night. Oh, wow. So like... Sunday night. This is the, the, we're well into Hanukkah because today is Saturday. That's this is day seven of Hanukkah. Well, no, we're see. Here's the thing: we're recording this on on a Saturday, but tomorrow Sunday is when Hanukkah begins, and then this coming Tuesday night Pacific time is when the episode drops. So I was wait a minute. So hold on a second. How <laughs> we're not live right now? No. Oh, I didn't tell you. I should have told you a year ago when we started. We don't do this live. Oh, man. You know what? That makes sense because I'm able to listen to the show while I'm not talking the words that the show is saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to be fair, I've been dodging the question every time you ask me why we don't get any calls during the show. <laughs> uh, so happy Hanukkah to those who are listening right now. Yes. And Merry Christmas to those who are waiting for Christmas to start. <laughs> and you're jerks if you're just waiting for you're like I'm not going to listen to any of these Christmas episodes until <laughs> December 25th. No, you 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 could be like that greasy guy in One Crazy Summer who's sitting by the radio with the ashy cigarette waiting to be like the <laughs> 45th caller or or whatever to win a big prize. <laughs> Did you ever win a radio prize? No, but in college I used to prank call people as the local radio station under the guise of giving away prizes. <laughs> have, have you? Have you ever won a radio prize? I've not won a radio prize. I always wanted to win a radio prize. A friend of mine did, and she let me have the other ticket. She called into the radio and won tickets and bus travel to Lilith Fair in Atlanta Oh, from so, Knoxville. So we both yeah. attended a Lilith Fair. What year was that? This would have been, I guess, 95. Okay. Uh, it was, uh, it was Sarah McLaughlin, of course, and, uh, Sinead O'Connor and the Indigo Girls. I guess that's every Lilith Fair, though, isn't it? Was that lineup plus, and Cheryl Crow, like, plus whoever was peripheral and big at the time. I, I think the year that I went, which was 97, the big, uh, the big artist was Missy Elliott. 
So she came Ooh, out that's a good one. Yeah, she was great. Oh, Maya was another good one. Maya came out and tap danced and she was awesome. That was a great uh festival. And I don't know what happened to it. Yeah. But somebody out there will tell us on the internet. We don't have we don't even have sure. to look it up anymore. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Thanks, listeners, for being our Google sometimes. <laughs> Human Google. It's it's a Human Google. Hugel. <laughs> Log into Hugel um, and ask Fred. <laughs> But that's not, we're not talking about Lilith Fair today. We're talking about the best Christmas song because we talked about the worst Christmas song last time and, and I don't like to be too overly negative. Yes. So today we're going to talk about the best Christmas song. Yes. This was suggested. This is another one from, from the depths of the Maximum Fun subreddit. This was suggested by Brand Wafer. I think that's how you say it because it's W-A-F-R. That's Wafer, right? Brand Wafer. That's like a thing. Brand, like B-R-A-N? Yeah. Like, you know, if you need to be more regular or less regular, I forget which one brand does. Eat brand wafers. What is, wait, why would there be one that would make you less regular? I don't know. Maybe that's string you cheese. Stop. You know what it is? Here's what happened. I watched this video, <laughs> uh, by a group called the Youpers. Uh huh. They are, uh, they are from the upper peninsula of Michigan and they are. I know what a Youper is, okay. Hal. I just, I, you know, I forgot. I forgot your, your, you have a lot of Midwest experience, but they do like, they're like a polka band. Like a comedy polka band, and they have a song called uh, "Diarrhea," a love song called "Diarrhea," where a guy is trying to constipate himself so he can make a date. It's really, uh, you know, it's the 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 height of comedy in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, apparently. Oh, oh dear lord! You know what though? It sounds medically uh, medically useful. Yeah, to know how to do it. A lot of tips. So, so you don't have to go to a doctor if you need to constipate yourself. Get some cork. And a super glue and mm-hmm. pound it in there with your shoe because that's what he does in the song. Oh, jeez. All right. Let's talk about something else. Okay. Let's talk about, let's talk about Christmas songs. So as you said, we talked about the worst Christmas song. We've, we've decided that that's, uh, simply having a wonderful Christmas time, which was not without mm-hmm. controversy online. There are a lot of people. Oh, sure. Some people like it. People that are wrong like it. And Paul McCartney is great. I'm not saying that Paul McCartney is not one of the world's great musical treasures. Right. <laughs> but that song is not. Okay. That's, you know what? We've settled it. It was asked and answered. I'm just letting you know there's mm-hmm. always blowback to everything we do. We're, we're prepared for it. We can deal with it. Sure. So, so we have a really wide range of songs. Are, are there any songs from that worst Christmas song episode that you would also put in the running for best Christmas song? Cause I know there were a few that we talked yeah, about. Yeah. Christmas shoes. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. I just walk right into those. I can't. Who who tweeted? Somebody tweeted that there there's a movie about it, like a Rob Lowe movie about the Christmas shoes. Yes, somebody did tweet that. I don't remember who it was. I apologize for not remembering who tweeted about that, but I that I have to f- see this movie. <laughs> Maybe we should watch it together, holding hands. Uh, okay. I mean, how will we reach for the bowl of chips and salsa, though? Will we just take turns putting our connected hand with a chip in it into each other's mouths? Yeah, it's a double dare challenge. <laughs> then we have to run through an ear full of peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, that those physical challenges were like, especially at the end, that whole obstacle course was like... It was the greatest thing of all time. It's all I wanted to do as a child. I, me too. I really wanted to do, even though... There was a lot of controversy over the amount of food that they used. Yeah, but it was gack. It was barely food. But sometimes it was, sometimes, like you said, it was an earful of peanut butter or like a mouthful of chocolate syrup. 
and sprinkles. Yeah, but they wouldn't actually use that stuff, would they? I thought it was all just that Nickelodeon gack, and they sort of painted it colors and said that it was things. You know, it's possible. That's what I want to believe. Let's believe that. Listen, I can freeze some gack in a strawberry mold and paint it red. That don't mean that some kid's not getting strawberries. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Ever the salesman. (laughs) Um, So maybe the best way to attack this, because there are so many songs, is Mm -hmm. to go by uh, like classic songs. Or, or sure. Well, we can divide it up into categories. I think okay. classic. Um, we could go uh, pre twentieth century, mm-hmm. uh, which is all pretty much hymns. Uh, okay. They're they're uh, Christmas time hymns. Or we could divide it up uh, religious and secular. It's up to you. Let's let's do it by time. I, I'll I'll give it up to the to the Jewish guy uh, whether or not we should divide it up by Christian or non Christian. Well, I'll tell you one thing, which is Are we doing are we finally doing the best religion episode? <laughs> I knew we were gonna we were gonna move into that territory with this. Which is why Because it's Shinto, right? It's Shintoism. Yeah, that's clearly it. Asked and answered that this is a double episode. Oh man, I just burned a whole episode. <laughs> uh I would say let's do it by by periods of time. I, I love Christmas like all Christmas music. I don't care if it's religious, secular, um I just think it's beautiful and it it's what I think of when I think of this time of year and I grew up not with mm-hmm. Christmas uh envy because I didn't want to give up Hanukkah but I really enjoyed mm-hmm. I always wanted to decorate our house like in Christmas lights and have a Christmas tree because I thought it was so beautiful and the music uh evokes all of that imagery for me. Absolutely. Uh, I am currently working on a show that's a Christmas show which is why I am out of town in South Carolina. So I am inundated constantly with Christmas music. Yes. So I've been a little oversaturated with it right now. It's a little like the movie Frozen. Like, I love the movie Frozen. (laughs) But I'm like, you don't need to be selling Olaf puppets uh, in the the Africa kiosk at Epcot. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I'm a little inundated right now with Christmas music. That said, I've always loved it. I, um, there, there, we've, of course, I'm sure we have our personal favorite songs. Um, but let's get onto the list. Let's do we, we don't have like a master list, but let's go, let's go old school first. Let's go with the, the classics, which I realize do include, uh, songs that are not religious, but are old, like wassailing songs. Okay. Um, from the grand tradition of, uh, Christmas caroling, which was, we are, we are going to knock on your door and annoy you by singing until you let us inside and give us your booze, which is how Christmas caroling began. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Christmas caroling was originally more akin to, uh, was originally more akin to trick or treating than it was to, um, spreading good cheer. So it was trick or treating for alcoholics? Yeah. Yeah. It was drunk trick or treating. <laughs> That's what, uh, Arthur does every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Let me in, so I'll sing a song for you for a drink. <laughs> Your Russell Brand is terrible. <laughs> so let's go old songs. What are the secular old songs? There's uh, "Here We Come," a wassailing among the leaves so green. Mm-hmm. That one. Yep. Are there more? That is a. <laughs> well, there's wassail, wassail, wassail. Now bring us in, wassail. We'll toast to thee and drink with thee. Well, now bring us in, wassail, or something like that. But it th- that's a very lesser known one. 
And most of the ones that we know are the church. Now I'm trying to think of all the drinking ones. So maybe we can break it up by religious uh, pre-20th century songs and non-religious pre-20th century songs, like the wassailing songs. Though I think the only one of those might be Here We Come a Wassailing. Yeah, it feels like the second song that you said was a wassailing song is just another part of the first song. It's just like a... A John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt of Let Me In, I Need Some Booze. Yeah, which is a great sentiment around the holidays. Uh, <laughs> let Me In, I Need Some Booze. So I'll tell you what. Let's make it even easier. Wassling, carols, uh, Christmas songs. Let's just go pre-20th century and then 20th century and beyond. Let's just simplify it. All right. Because I think I, there are so many Christmas songs. We We had a list of – we have a researcher now. Somebody is helping us with research. Yes, which is very, very cool. Yes, Kate McManus. You can follow her at, at, uh, at libkatem. So L-I-B, cause, uh, library. So we have this list of not only sort of background for some of these songs, but a list of the Billboard 100 Christmas songs. And that they, these, these two lists are, are, uh, not even, uh, the, the list that we have from her is not even contained entirely in the billboard list so let's go pre-20th century and and start there how does that sound great um because i've got the the list right in front of me of the pre-20th century songs Mm -hmm. um an alphabetical order so let me give you a list hal okay of uh of the ones that we've all heard of like i'm pretty sure not everyone has heard as with gladness men of old but um angels we have heard on high Mm -hmm. away in a manger uh the Boar's Head Carol, which is another one of those wassailing songs. The Boar's Head and Handbear, I bedecked with bays and rosemary. It's another one of those uh, old songs uh, that has nothing to do with uh, the birth of Jesus that is just about let's all get drunk. And in that case, give me some uh, cold cuts as well. Premium Boar's Head. Right. Sliced ham and turkey, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, if you're bringing the, the, the Boar's Head, that's what I would like. They also make a great Munster cheese. <laughs> um, Carol of the Bells, not, uh, not gonna make this version because it was written in 1904. Oh. Uh, oh, Deck the Halls has to be up there. Sure. Deck the Halls is gonna be up there as one of the, uh, one of the classics. Uh, oh, another wassailing song, Ding Dong Merrily on High. Is that the Ding Dong uh, Merrily on High? Or am I wrong? Yes, it is. Hey, I got uh, one correct. <laughs> Do you hear what I hear? Sure. Uh, the first Noel. Okay. God rest ye merry gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Go tell it on the mountain, which is, uh, 1865. Uh, it's a, uh, African American spiritual yes. for Christmas. It's the only one I can think of that is, uh, that comes from that tradition. Um, I guess 1865, it's not a really, not a, not a terribly positive tradition. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. Good King Wenceslas, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, The Holly and the Ivy, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, I Saw Three Ships Come Sailing In. These are, there's, uh, it came upon a midnight clear. These are the ones that, like, if you buy a, uh, if you buy an album of public domain music that was recorded on, uh, a piano, uh, the album will cost you 99 cents and will be at the checkout stand when you buy. And it'll just have like a wreath and a candle on it and we'll say holiday music. Right. And also if you have an older relative who has like a stand-up piano and it's got a bunch of mm-hmm. musty old uh, songbooks on the bench <laughs> and you pull out the Christmas right. one that's like from 1920 and falling apart, all of these songs are in there. <laughs> uh, joy to the world. 
also on this list. I, there are Let's see. Uh, the Little Drummer Boy. The Little Drummer Boy. I'm going to put uh, The Little Drummer Boy on uh, on our short list. Not the uh, old version, but the version that Bing Crosby and David Bowie did, because that version is awesome. So that would be Little Drummer Boy forward slash Peace on Earth. Yes. Okay. Did you just say forward slash? Look, I work for an internet company, so I have to say <laughs> forward slash a lot. Do you, when you mention what your job is, do you say, I'm Hal Lublin, I'm a writer, forward slash performer, forward slash. <laughs> yes, you can connect with me online at http colon forward slash forward slash www.twitter.com <laughs> forward slash Hal Lublin ampersand uh, CM5 equals JX. Little, You're ridiculous. <laughs> it's a little fake uh, JavaScript for everybody that I'm, I'm sure I didn't get right. <laughs> May may I continue, Hal? I don't speak Java, <laughs> but I but I do like that the I do like the droids they have for sale. Oh come on! Um, oh little town of Bethlehem. Oh holy night. Ooh, oh holy night's gonna make the short list. Okay. Um, oh Christmas tree, silent night, a hundred percent gonna make the short list. Absolutely. What child is this? Which is and while shepherds sleeves? watch their flocks, green sleeves. Yes. Yeah. So of this list of classic carols. Let's, I mean, that's a lot of them. Yep. Let's, uh, let's see if we can pull three that are going to make it to the finals. Okay. Uh, I would vote right now a hundred percent for, uh, Silent Night making that list. Absolutely. Silent Night is, Silent Night is an one. absolutely beautiful classic. A lot of fun to harmonize with that one. We, I, I was in a barbershop quartet in high school and that was in our repertoire for the holidays. Uh, it's a, it's a great tune. Yeah. I would, uh, I would also add, Deck the Halls, because everyone can sing along to Deck the Halls, even if you don't know the verses. Anyone can sing. Fa la 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 la. Yes. And that may be, uh, that may, that's one of those, I think never have nine notes that don't have, uh, that don't even have lyrics evoked an entire holiday season the way that da 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 Absolutely. Does. You know it, you know it immediately. What else would we put on that list? Oh, Holy Night is great. Uh, Joy to the World is great. Yeah, there are a lot of great songs. I mean, I like, I like, uh, Adeste Fidelis, otherwise known as Oh, oh Come, Come All You Faithful. Faithful. But I love, uh, the Perry Como version of it. So I don't know. I, I don't know if that makes it. So we have, what do we have? We have Deck the Halls. So maybe we'll have four coming off of this list. Okay. Silent Night, Oh, Holy Night, Joy to the World, and Deck the Halls. Does that seem fair? Did I leave any off that are that are in contention for best of all time? I'm, there are great songs on this list. There is the Twelve Days of Christmas. You know, the Twelve Days of Christmas is it feels more like a game than a song to me. You know what I mean? Trying to remember the Twelve Days of Christmas is the oh, let's see if we can remember this. It's like it's like an improv warm up game. <laughs> Doesn't it? It feels a bit like you're playing the, I went on a trip and I took an apple, a boat, a catamaran, which is also a boat, right? I don't know. These are the first things that are popping into my brain. Do you also hate any song that makes you memorize a list? Is that what that's about? Yeah, I hate any song that makes me memorize lyrics. That's why I like Deck the Halls. (laughs) Um, I'm fine, too. I feel like 12 Days of Christmas should come along. I actually would uh, throw out Oh Holy Night. And here's why. Okay. Because the only version that pops into my head is Celine Dion. No, is Cartman from South Park. I have nothing against South Park. <laughs> I think it's really funny, but that version of it just drives me insane. 
Sorry. Oh, come on, Hal. Listen to the beautiful Celine Dion version. I, she knocks it out of the park. I'm not interested in the Celine Dion version either. I'll tell you that right now. All right. Then you know what? Let's just listen to other Celine Dion songs. Oh. Best Christmas Carol, My Heart Will Go On oh, by Celine Dion. Why are you doing this to me? Why? why Never let go, it? Hal. Never let go. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So those are the three. Joy to the World, Deck the Halls, Silent Night. Those are the three classics that are in contention for greatest of all time yes now we uh we, all right so let's fertile ground of the 20th century it's very fertile ground we've had some great songwriters irving berlin johnny mercer they like really great songwriters wrote christmas songs during the 20th century johnny marks wasn't it that wrote uh rudolph the red-nosed reindeer uh i believe so so can we now make you know what 20th century i'm gonna go ahead and say we can divide Further into subcategories of uh, kids and grownups. Okay. Kids, 20th century, greatest of all time. You've got Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Jingle Bells, Frosty, and Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Those are the four that every kid knows. I would uh, – I, I don't know if I would if I would argue with that. So let's so, – so if you had to choose three out of those four, which three would you choose? Three out of the four of Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Frosty the Snowman, Jingle Bells, and Rudolph. Yeah. I would have to eliminate, uh, because if we're going to go with a peripheral character, Frosty the Snowman's a wonderful snowman and the tune is great, uh, but it's not the quintessential Christmas song. Everybody knows that Santa has nine reindeer and Rudolph is one of them, thanks to that beautiful song. Right. No, that's true. So I'm going to say we're going to eliminate Frosty. I'm going to say we've got Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um uh, we've got uh, Sil- uh, not Silent Night. That's not a kid's song. We've got Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, <laughs> Jingle Bells, and um, what was the third Santa kid's Claus one that, we, that I said? Coming to town. Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Now, I have a question for you about Jingle Bells. We all know okay. the, the alternate lyrics from childhood. Uh, about- Batman Smells, Robin Laid an Egg. Yes. Now, when the Batmobile lost its wheel, uh, what happened next in your version as a child? Uh, well, I always heard that – and it seemed like the version that was the most practical and the most logical, I guess, mm-hmm. was Batmobile lo- lost a wheel and Joker got away. That's what I, that's what I grew up with. There's another version, isn't there? Uh, my girlfriend, we were singing this song in the car and she busted out with Joker took ballet. <laughs> what? <laughs> Batmobile lost a wheel and Joker took ballet. Yeah, that doesn't seem logical. But also, Robin can't lay an egg. He's a person. Or she. There are female Robins. No, oh, no, no, no. In this version, it's an actual Robin. <laughs> but dressed up in that classic Burt Ward Robin outfit with a little yes, mask. Yes, it's on. a Robin with a little mask. With a little <laughs> raccoon mask. <laughs> How much, how much better would that version of Batman be? I would watch that. Batman with a little bird helping him fight. That, yeah. Then it's just a creepy weirdo in a bat suit with a bird on his shoulder <laughs> or in a cage that he never lets out and just carries the cage with him. <laughs> in that version, the Joker is the good guy. He's actually sane. Yeah. Um, by the way, I have been doing some, not that I'm, not that I'm not listening to every word you say, Hal, but I'm also doing some multitasking and, um, checking the internet in the background. Uh, before we get calls, Jingle Bells was written in 1857. I don't know why that wasn't on our list of carols, probably because it's a Christmas song and not a carol. The difference, uh, being, I don't know what, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's the difference. Jingle Bells moves to the pre-20th century list, 
Does that bring uh, Frosty the Snowman back? Uh, yeah, we can put. Fro- I mean, we're gonna eliminate it anyway. If we're only going, if we're gonna get down to one, yeah. Why put stuff back on the list? It's not gonna beat. Uh, it's not gonna beat Silent Night. It is a great song, though. It's a great song, and it's got a great tune. Okay, so it's, a, um, it's an also ran. I, I understand yeah. that. So now these are all the honorable mentions. Well, wait, uh, so now let's get on. to. We're missing a really what? major kid song. Which one? You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> you know what? It's not going to win, but oh man, I love that song. It's so great. And you know, uh, it is great. You know who sings that song, right? Thurl. Uh, or is it Boris Karloff? No, it's, it's Thurl, uh, Thurl Ravenscroft sings that song. And for those of you who don't know, he is also the voice of Tony the Tiger. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he is the voice of Fritz the Macaw in the, uh, Enchanted Tiki Room at the Disneyland and World Resorts. And, and one of the <laughs> mellow men who sings Grim Grinning Ghosts and has a, uh, singing Grim bust. Grinning Ghosts come out to socialize. <laughs> Is he the deep one? Yeah. That was his singing group. Um, you know what I think about that guy? What do you think? He's great. <laughs> You're welcome. You can use that in one of your skits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you have relatives that tell you all the time. They do? Did I, I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned on this show before. I'll give the brief version in case I have. Uh, my father comes to me about once every month. My father's a, a doctor and he has the same idea for a movie all the time. He's like, Hey, I got an idea for a movie for you. It's a guy by day. He's a doctor, but by night, He's fill in the blank. I've heard ninja. I've heard criminal. I've heard superhero. You've heard that is my father's pitch almost weekly. By day, he's a doctor. By night, he's another kind of doctor. Yeah. By night, he's a physician. I have a relative who tells me how bad SNL is. And tells me that I should mm-hmm. be on it instead. Oh yeah. I get a lot of those. And then when I met Jennifer, and she met Jennifer. She's like, you and Jennifer should be on SNL. So mm-hmm. that's the same, like, <laughs> you know, relatives who, who are very supportive and wonderful and we are grateful for them. They sometimes don't understand the inner workings of the business of show. Like my dad telling me. Always, always met with love. Oh, always, always. My father, when I first moved out here, he was like, uh, how's it going? I'm like, oh, I'm doing uh, extra work and stuff. And he's like, you know what you should do? And he said this. In all sincerity, you should go to the audition place. <laughs> like he was imagining some home base like uh, like in Men in Black where there are just actors everywhere and they're constantly auditioning for things. And then I went to my first like audition studio, like the one on La Brea Boulevard mm-hmm. above the Lamps Plus, and I realized, oh, yeah. oh, damn it, there is an audition place. Yeah, he was right. Oh, that's the worst part. But I mean like that just sounds like a go to the audition place. I don't understand what things are, but he was right. Damn it. He turned out to be right. You know what? Sometimes it takes an outsider perspective. Um, that reminds me. I, uh, I totally forgot how I have to leave for a minute. I've got to go to the audition place. Um, I've got to go do one of the auditions for, (laughs) for, uh, Hollywood movies. Oh, wow. Um, so. Why don't you play some commercials right now for some great uh, other programming that people can find on the Maximum Fun Network, and I will be right back. All right. Good luck, Mark. Break a leg. Thanks, buddy. 
Welcome to Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Ross. Hi, Carrie. What do you think is creepier? Okay. You jump into a swimming pool. All of a sudden, the water goes away, and instead of water, there is the bones of your dead ancestors or Mm -hmm. our show. That's pretty tough because we visited a live exorcism. We joined the Ordo Templi Orientis where we had to worship a naked lady. Oh, and we joined that Tony Alamo cult. They were scary. Super creepy. We joined the Ethereum Society. We tried penis enlargement, or at least I did. Oh boy, I tried breast enlargement. We have basically done every creepy, weird, fringe thing except for thousands more, which we will get to if you listen to our show. I'd still say the swimming pool with my ancestors' bones. Well, then I don't even know if people should listen. I guess they shouldn't. But if you want to... Two were at maximum fun, and the show's called Ono Ross and Carrie. We're Dave and Graham, and we host Stop Podcasting Yourself. We started this podcast back in 2008. Before podcasts had to have any kind of concept, so we don't really know how to describe it. It's kind of like going to the barber shop if your barber knew all about the first season of the show Elf. It's like a 90-minute massage where the masseuse is two people talking to each other with a third person. It's like the Monsters of Metal tour, only quieter, no music, and just talking. It's like a makeout session, but without the lips touching, they just talk a lot. Download Stop Podcasting Yourself from iTunes or MaximumFun.org. And we're back. How was your audition, man? How'd it go? Uh, You know what? It was further than I thought it would be because I forgot that I'm in South Carolina doing a Christmas show. Yes. So I had to I had to go to the airport. I had to – it was a whole to-do. Sure. But you know what? What? I'm uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, – Kid tested, mother approved, was never said better. <laughs> Your big Hollywood movie is the Kicks adaptation? Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, we're, we're, we're adapting Kicks serial into a movie. <laughs> I had a table read for the Crispy Quitters television show. Fingers Ooh. crossed. <laughs> I think you're going to get it, Hal. It's a fun, wholesome bunch. Uh, <laughs> so I have a question for you. So you're doing this Christmas show. Um uh-huh. Before we get into the adult songs, and there are so many songs that I love, and and we'll we'll try mm-hmm. to discuss as many of them as we can. But this is going to be like the the TV theme episode. We will leave some out. But were there any songs? Yes. You, you and 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 Juliana are doing a musical show, like a musical comedy. We are. are. Were there any songs that you felt you had to have in there? Like there there there's an essential list of songs, and if we if we do the show, any show that has Christmas music has to have this song in it. Yes, actually, uh, the four children's songs that I mentioned, because there's a lot of kids in this area and we are, uh, our stage is adjacent to like a big municipal playground. So there's always kids around. Okay. And so, and that was, that was where those, when I, when I mentioned those four kids songs, that's where that came from. I see. Uh, those were the four that were like, all right, well, we have to have Frosty, Rudolph, Jingle Bells, Santa Claus is coming to town. Those are the ones that every kid knows. Okay. Uh, as far as the adult songs, we're actually, uh, trying to keep them a little more obscure. Really? Yeah. So we're doing some, not necessarily obscure, but, um, you know, not, not so traditional. It's not a sing along. It's, uh, that when we have, when we've got the kids up there, that's more of the sing along part. So we'll do the ones that the kids can sing along to. Right. Uh, th- the other part is more of a concert. So we're looking to some different things. Uh, a song called Christmas Is. I'm not sure who uh, originally recorded that. Okay. Uh, some of the other popular like country singer songs, um, Please Come Home for Christmas, mm-hmm. Blue Christmas, 
yeah. uh, which is still popular. Santa Baby is one. Yeah. Um, we've got a great version of sort of like a, a jazzy version of Go Tell It on the Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the aforementioned spiritual. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs. I really love that song. Um, and yeah, so we're trying to we're trying to keep it uh, uh, contemporary and interesting for the adults watching. And then when it's kid times, that's when we bust out the four kids tunes and Santa Claus himself, who is hanging out in North Myrtle Beach right now. Wow. Uh, he comes up and saying Santa Claus is coming to town. Is he nice in person? I really want him to What's be that? nice. Is he nice in person, Santa Claus? He's so nice. Oh, good. You guys, Santa Claus is the nicest. Because I met the Easter Bunny and he was kind of a jerk to me. Yeah, the Easter Bunny's fake, dude. That was just oh, a guy in a suit. Believe me, I know. I talked to him. He was real. <laughs> he was like, yeah, it's really nice to meet you, man. I mean, it's my fault for interrupting him while he was having lunch at the TGI Fridays in the Newark airport. Yeah. I mean, how? Oh, right, right. Um, yeah. All right. So let's. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't, you didn't see. I'm sorry. I, I mistook you. I thought you meant you like went to a mall and saw the Easter bunny. No. Which I, I'm pretty sure is just a guy in a suit. You saw the actual Easter yeah, bunny. Yeah. No, I don't know where the Easter bunny shops. I'm probably not going to see him in a mall, Mark. Don't be dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> you know what, Al? What? We, uh, I always felt like the Easter bunny picture on the mantle of like the kids sitting on the Easter bunny lap crying. Yeah. Was, was, was like a creepy second fiddle to like, why didn't you just get a Santa picture, man? Yeah. That picture looks like it came out of Bob Crane's photo album. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, or an American apparel ad campaign. <laughs> Look, this we starved this woman for four months and then made her sit on a the lap of a guy in a bunny suit. <laughs> oh, Box but it was the hands. Donnie Darko bunny suit. <laughs> oh, man, if there's a mall somewhere, I really hope there's a mall somewhere that has Donnie Darko sitting as the Easter bunny and you can go sit on his lap. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's in the Newark airport as well. Oh. All right, let's get back to our let's get back to our uh our 20th century classic tunes. Yeah, now you mentioned Blue Christmas, which I love. It's one of those mm-hmm. like came around in the like I think 40s, 50s, somewhere in that area. Um to me the Elvis Presley version is the definitive version of that. Yes. Of that it was song. a country tune first. Yeah, it ha- well, it definitely has that country music uh rhythm even when he sings it. Uh but another great mm-hmm. Elvis song just to cover his sort of Christmas canon. And and I think at that time and for a long time, every artist had a Christmas album, and that still happens now. Um, oh yeah, of course. Is who are the new ones this year? I don't know who has a Christmas. I know Adina Menzel. That may have been last year. Yeah, and then and then uh, recently, Michael Bublé came out with a fantastic uh, Christmas album. Sure. That was two years anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. I so I was going to say, uh, I'll be home for for Christmas is one of my absolute favorite Christmas songs, and I don't I don't necessarily like depressing music. But there's something about it that makes me feel like I'm sitting in in a very comfortable room with a fireplace going, and the room is darkest mm-hmm. except for that fire and a and a lit Christmas tree, and I'm just relaxed and at peace. That's that's the way that song makes me feel. That song, uh, yeah, that song. It, I feel the same way. It feels like the most, like it feels like the this is what Christmas is supposed to be. Right. You know what I mean? That's what that song to me feels like, which, you know, puts it, puts it on the list. Yeah. Um, uh, that's a World War II era song. 
So yeah, which makes it which makes it really uh really it's really sad. You already talked about how you don't like sad Christmas songs. I'll be home for Christmas if only in my dreams. Um, yeah. it's it is sad, but it, it there's something very the way he sings it is very very comforting because it's that early Elvis, mm-hmm. just the smooth mellow voice, the vibrato at the end. It's just really like. I, I, it's hard to take a song just because of one performance of it, but that mm-hmm. that just catapults it into into another sort of stratosphere for me. I would I would agree. That's a that is a great and let's well, you know what while we're on this topic, let's talk about the great World War II era Christmas songs. Okay, um, and many of them are about longing because these were guys that were overseas for years at a time and would not be home for Christmas. Yep. Um, so I'll be home for Christmas if only in my dreams. Uh, and then, of course, the, the other big one is, uh, I guess this, this may be the only, these may be the only two that uh, really fit this is, uh, White Christmas. Yes. Another Irving Berlin written, written by my tribe. Another Irving Berlin classic. And, uh, the what? Uh, written by my tribes, uh, by my tribe. Oh, yeah. All the great Christmas songs were written by Jews. Yeah. But it's another – that's a very similar to I'll Be Home for Christmas is I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. You know, I'm stuck in this in this mm-hmm. uh, wartime hell, but I'm dreaming of of being at home with everybody and it really helps set the mood. And it's featured in two, uh, two Bing Crosby films. Yeah, originally in Holiday Inn. Yes. Uh, and it, that was what led it to sell, be the number one selling song of all time. Still is, I think, the number one selling song of all time. Yes. And uh, and then uh, because of that success, the next year they came out with uh, the movie White Christmas, which is well, – we're going to have our Christmas movie episode, but man, that is one of the greats. Pretty classic. Rosemary Clooney, um, Danny Kaye. Great, 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 great movie. So I'm – of the two, I as wonderful as I'll Be Home for Christmas is, uh, I think White Christmas beats that one. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, are we going head? Have we ever done an episode where we just pit, uh, we do it tournament style and everything's just head to head? It does. I don't think we have expressly. I think we're moving towards that. I had a couple of ideas for. Yeah. Uh, eventually we're going to record with Joseph Fink, the, uh, mm-hmm. the, one of the writers of Welcome to Night Vale, and we're going to, uh, rank French fries with him just because of that argument <laughs> the three of us had on Twitter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh Burger King wins. Um but let's go back to uh So so White Christmas is is up there. Um let's think okay. Let's think about just uh just go with if you said what are the greatest 20th century adult Christmas I don't mean adult like, you know, porno Christmas songs. Um which I'm sure there's an exhaustive for- list of. Sure. Um I, you know what? My brain started to come up with titles, and then I stopped myself. Me too. Yours I'm, did too, I'm, I'm sure. We thought of the same one. Good thing we do this podcast <laughs> for everybody in the family. Sorry, kids. Need to grow up a little bit and watch uh, – Yeah. Wait for We Got This After Dark. Oh, my God. Um. All right. Okay. So White Christmas is White Christmas is on the list. Yes. Uh, the Christmas Song, yes. as recorded by Nat King Cole in this, and I believe 1963 was our uh, our researcher found. Uh, Kate, uh, it was written in 1940, originally recorded in 46, but then in 1961 the famous version came out. 61, yeah, great song. That is boy, White Christmas and that song are. Also known, by the way, as Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire, if you don't know what song yes. we mean when we say the Christmas song. Yes. Uh, you know what? I gotta say, 
uh, baller to call your song the Christmas song. Yes. <laughs> that is right. That is the most confident <laughs> naming for a song. Yeah. You know what? This is the Christmas song. <laughs> hey, if you want, <laughs> if you want a, a good contemporary version of the Christmas song, and this is not a joke, uh, Hootie and the Blowfish did a cover of it. Sometime no in the kidding. late 90s, I think, mid to late 90s. Hey man, I'm a Darius Rucker fan. Yeah. Who doesn't like Darius Rucker? He's a, he's a, he's a good guy and he's, he's gone on to a great career while the rest of Hootie mm-hmm. and the Blowfish have faded off into the night. Just- uh, here's a quick Darius Rucker story. Please. I was at Stagecoach, uh, which is the country music version of Coachella that happens the week after Coachella ends. And I saw Old Crow Medicine Show is a great band, and they're the ones that uh, wrote and recorded originally Wagon Wheel, okay. which they had taken some old Bob Dylan unrecorded lyrics and put them to this tune and created this song Wagon Wheel. Uh, Rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel, which became like a huge hit for Darius Rucker mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago. And Darius Rucker was headlining on the main stage. And Old Crow Medicine Show had been playing a smaller show earlier in the afternoon on one of the side stages. But Darius Rucker got up there and he said to the crowd, look, I made this song. Uh, I, I got a number one hit out of this song, but I went and saw the originators of this song play it earlier this afternoon. I can't hold a candle to these guys, but I'm sure going to try. This is a song by Old Crow Medicine Show. And then he played Wagon Wheel. I thought that was very classy. Very, very cool. Yeah. Class act. Um. Right? Class act, that guy. Yeah. Uh, so, let's get back to the Christmas tunes. What are the other great 20th century Christmas songs? This, I feel like these are the ones that are going to be more sentimental. Sure. Well, uh, there are a couple. Here are two that, that are sort of a head-to-head. One is uh, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, and the other is Jingle Bell mm-hmm. Rock, which came out within a year of one another. Do they cancel each other out? They They're wonderful do. songs. They kind of do. Um, but I think it's uh, it's either rock. One of them starts the movie Lethal Weapon. And I think it's, um, I think it's Jingle Bell Rock. Um, no, it's Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. I'm sure I'm wrong now, but, uh, that's what, you know, when we discussed best Christmas movie, Lethal Weapon is one of those sneaky entries there. And that's how they established, mm-hmm. but that's how they established that it was, that it was Christmas time was they played, uh, one of those two songs. I believe it's Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, but, uh, but they they're both really fun, but I don't think that they that they stand up. Here's another one that's sort of in that. What do you think of of um I think it's called Merry Christmas Baby. It's the the Beach Boys Christmas song. Uh sing a little bit of that so I know how it goes. Uh way up north where the air gets cold, there's a story about Oh, that's Santa. Little Saint Nick. Little Saint Nick, that's it. I forgot the name of the song. Yeah. Little Saint Nick. Uh, Little Saint Nick is great. There are a lot of, and I'm looking at, uh, the list that was compiled for us right now of a lot of great songs. Uh, there's a lot of Christmas songs that you don't think of it as being a song from the songwriter, like an Irving Berlin song or a Johnny Mercer song. Right. You think of it as being, uh, one, like it was recorded once by one band. Okay. Um, and boy, there, I don't think any of these are going to win for greatest Christmas song of all time simply because they've only been recorded by one person. Uh, but Elton John's Step Into Christmas. Okay. Step Into Christmas. Uh, great song. Uh, the Christmas Bells, the Snoopy Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Well, where he meets, uh, where he meets the Red Baron and he ends with Merry Christmas, my friend. <laughs> Remember that one? <laughs> yes. Uh, Feliz Navidad. 
uh, is a great one. Yeah. Alvin and the Chipmunks. You, yeah, that's another one of the great kid ones. Christmas time. Um, is the name of that? Uh, one? The, the Alvin and the Chipmunks one. Yeah, is called uh, the Christmas. Oh, it's also called the Christmas song. Whoa, those chipmunks. There's the please Christmas, don't be late. <laughs> but you know what? They're gonna have to duke it out with Nat King Cole. I would watch Nat King Cole versus the Chipmunks in a fight. Yeah, it would be. Um, it would. It would take a lot longer than you think it would. One way or the other. Uh, what else did we uh, have? Holly Jolly Christmas is one. <laughs> would t- did you say it would? T- I'm sorry. I'm looking at the internet. Did you just say it would take longer than you think it would? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, Holly Jolly Christmas is one. Like that's a we know it as Burl Ives, and it's and it's featured in the uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer TV special. But it's mm-hmm. it's also I mean it's like a really great song. But this r- right now we're just sort of paying uh, service. To, to songs that might not meet up to some of these others. What about Let It Snow, Let It mm-hmm. Snow, Let It Snow? Uh, great song. Not a Christmas song. No. Same problem as Frosty. It's in there. It's in Dean Martin's Christmas album. So I count it. Eh, look, they never, they never talk about Christmas in it. They talk about snow. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I didn't, look, I didn't mean to be so like sort of jerkishly dismissive. You're trying to That's just the first through. thing that popped into my head. I understand. I'm trying to work my way through. <laughs> Um, all I want for Christmas Mariah Carey. Yes. Mariah Carey's All I Want same for Christmas time. is You. We both went to that at the we same both time. We went to it at the same time. I like that song. I know some people don't like it. I think it's really good. I don't oh, I love it. it. It doesn't stand up to these other songs, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. She's got some pipes. What about John Lennon and uh, John and Yoko? Happy Christmas. Yes. Absolutely. War is over. Um, What's funny is this. There's one that we haven't talked about. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This list of the best uh, – this is the Billboard Holiday 100 that was mm-hmm. submitted as part of our research. Uh, right next to one another, number 15 is Happy Christmas War is Over. Number 16, Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. They're, they're 0%. inexplicably linked. <laughs> what about It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas? Johnny Mathis. That's a great song. It's, uh, I feel like there's some great like mid 20th century songs. It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. Or, uh, there's no place like home for the holidays that are yes. sort of those like swing in kind of let's make Christmas groovy and relaxed. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, that's true. Um, there's, uh, but they're excellent songs. There are some really good, um, James Brown Christmas songs. I think, I think I might be thinking of, um, so, uh, soulful Christmas. I'm not sure. I can't remember the name of it. There's some really – like he has some really good Christmas stuff. Just because at the time, everybody was coming out. There's some great uh, runettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a really good version of uh, Sleigh Ride, Lovely Sleigh Ride. Oh, sure. Um, that's another uh, great – more winter than Christmas, but still mm-hmm. still falls in there. Uh, so, look, we're, we're, we're getting long, Hal. Okay. Um, okay. Let's, let's break it down. Let's uh, – so we've got our we've got our Christmas tunes. We've got our three Christmas. Uh, we've got our three classic Christmas tunes: "Deck the Halls," um, Silent. "Silent Night," mm-hmm. and "Joy to the World." Yes. We've got our three children's Christmas songs: yes. "Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer," um, uh, "Jingle Bells," yep. and Santa, uh, Claus. "Santa Claus is Coming to Town." Yes. Let's get our let's get our three. Uh, let's get our three contemporary or a three twentieth century. Decide two that are going to go to head, go head to head for best, and then pick a winner. Okay, White Christmas, the Christmas yes. song, 
Yes. And uh, what would you say would be the third? Uh, I can't think of one right off the top of my head, so we're only going to get two for this one. <laughs> what about uh, um, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, just because that's there's so many great covers of that. And that's another one that helps set the mood. It does. So, uh, you're right. So let's put that one in and then eliminate it. Um <laughs> No, I, you're you're right. It is an excellent song. So those are these are what is on the list. Let's pick one from each category to go head to head. How's that sound? Hey, hey, Mark, I got a better idea. Yeah, I think this could what? end the episode right now. I know we haven't done this what? in a while, and I know how much you enjoyed doing it. But what if we did a one, uh-huh. two, three, and set our choice at the same time? Oh, I love this. This is how we always used to begin the show. Yes, but now we're gonna end it. We could end it right now. Okay, let's see what happens. You count it off. One, two, three. White, White Christmas. Christmas. Done. Asked and answered. <laughs> Finish. We need to say, people of the world, we're, we're in different parts of the country right now, uh, Mark and I, and we agreed in a blind countdown that White Christmas is the greatest. Boy, that was so blind. I got like nervous when you did that. <laughs> I had faith. That we were going to choose the same song. Listen, all Christmas songs are wonderful. Go to Spotify and make you a mm-hmm. list of Christmas uh, music. Or just go to uh, iTunes and when you're not you know, downloading our podcast, they have a holiday channel that's really fun. They got a lot of good stuff on there. There you go. Go to holiday channel. Go to Pandora. Wherever you go to listen to Christmas music, listen to as much of it as you can. There's great music being played this time of year. And it probably started uh, in September. To be fair, but it's <laughs> I started now. in August. That's when I start uh, as soon as uh, as uh, Halloween is over. I pop in the mm-hmm. the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas special album, and then that starts oh. uh, just nonstop Christmas music. But oh man, we didn't even talk about that one. Shoot, you know what? It's White Christmas. That's a score. That's true. People of the world, the best Christmas song there is is White Christmas. So dream of it, listen to it. Remember old Bing as a beautiful crooner and not a man who abused his children. And enjoy oh. yourself a white Christmas. There are many other topics, Hal, that need to be placed under the tree and subsequently unwrapped by you and I and argued about. Absolutely. So uh, why don't you hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash we got this podcast or email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com. Find us on the subreddit, Maximum Fun subreddit. It's reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Maximum Fun. Or as always, you can tweet us at We Got This Tweets. And uh, thank you, as always, to Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and our theme song, respectively. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and brand new researcher Kate McManus. Thank you, Kate. You really helped. Uh, you really helped us organize ourselves for this episode. And thank you, as always, to you, the listeners. We, I keep saying it. I say it every episode. We, we couldn't do it without you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And uh, you are our greatest Christmas gift. That's right. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And don't worry, everyone. We, we got, got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.